0: Hello, and welcome to episode 51 of the Talk Witchcraft podcast. In this episode, Maggie and I will be talking about planning your year
1: with the solar and lunar cycle. You're listening to Talk Witchcraft. On this podcast, we talk about witchcraft as a lifestyle and discover how to merge magic into your daily life. Every week, we'll demystify witchy topics like tarot,
0: astrology, crystals, herbs, and more as you develop your personal brand of magic and create the life of your dreams. We're your your hosts, hosts, the the
1: Mystic Mystic Sisters, Sisters, Erica and Maggie. We were checking our reviews before the show. We tried, we kind of avoid it because we are both very sensitive, but I don't know why we thought that anybody would be mean to us, but we just, we thought it would be fun to share some of the reviews people have left us because we do really appreciate you taking the time to let us know that you enjoy what we're doing here. So... This review says, I really look forward to each new episode. Maggie and Erica are very well organized and knowledgeable. So thank you very much, Compass Rose Witch. We really appreciate your review. In this segment of the show, we start by choosing a tarot card for the week, and we look for moments that relate to this card in our daily lives. We are talking about the two of pentacles in this episode, and the theme of this card is balancing life in a way that it all fits together. So the pentacles is the suit of practicality, and when we look at the figure in this image, they have figured out how to make their resources work for them, and they also make it look effortless. You can see they have these two pentacles, and they are moving in this infinity shape as if they have done this forever, and they will continue balancing things forever. So it makes me think about the idea of having it all where your life comes
0: together. Whatever you are balancing is just working. If you have kids or a partner, you're balancing your calendar and their calendars. Maybe you've got work and school happening at the same time or writing a book and remodeling your home or any combination of the above. And all the other things you might be balancing. So it just feels like everything is fitting together and sliding by without collision. And you feel like you're doing a good job. And it may not be easy, but you figured out the rhythm.
1: Yes, exactly. And for me, it reminds me of just all the time, basically. But sometimes when I'm balancing all the things I'm doing, I feel like I am dropping everything. But sometimes it feels like this card where it's just sliding together and fitting And one thing that I have noticed about myself over the years is that I get really excited about a new way of organizing my life and I'll get really, so I'll be really excited about this and I will stick to it for like a week, two weeks max, and then I'll just not be interested in it or it just won't help me in the same way anymore. Or like the alarms, I'll just start ignoring them. And uh, that's all like ADHD stuff. But recently I have discovered a system that I have stuck with for a month now and I don't want to jinx it, but it's very simple. So it's, it's not like I have to do a lot of stuff to make it work. It's just like I have different columns in a spreadsheet that are the things that I want to do in the day and that, um or like different categories of things that I want to do like Instagram or Mumbles Academy or podcast or housework. So all of these different things in those columns I've been like mm-hmm. putting the task. And the reason that it works for me is that I can look at the the row that has all of the things I can choose from and I can just pick which one is calling to me. And then by the end of the it, and it's easier because I can also like hide everything else if so that I don't get overwhelmed. And it just right now it's working for me and so it's some so it's sort of this like simple structure that's helping me to balance all these things that I want to balance and it does feel effortless because i'm still following the dopamine i'm still like choosing things that make me happy in the moment and i'm also getting the reward of like checking those things off the list whereas in the past it felt like um keeping track of these things and having a to-do list and making a to-do list was its own chore that i would just not do anymore after a while. So I don't know. It feels like I'm balancing well right now. What about you, Erica? What's your story about the two of pentacles?
0: I'm just like right now reminded of a game of Tetris. So the joke among my fellow SLPs is that scheduling clients is like playing a game of Tetris, especially when you're within the schools, because you're having to balance their classroom schedule and maybe they are second language learners so you have to balance their ELL classes and maybe you have to balance their reading intervention and their math intervention and like all of this stuff and it's like this very precise schedule because you can't take them from reading you can't you like but don't take them from specials because those are important music and art and PE are super important too and it's like okay but when can I take him (laughs) and so it there's this feeling of like when you finally get your schedule and it actually works and all of the teachers sign off on it and they're like yep that works for me and you're just like oh, I just feel so good <laughs> that's kind of what this card reminds me of is just knowing that after doing all of this hard work you get a really good satisfactory conclusion and everybody's happy Nobody's upset and all needs are being met.
1: Yeah I think that the key is like you you put in that effort like this person in the picture he didn't just like pick up these balls and start juggling without practice you know like it takes effort to learn how to do that and to figure out what works so like putting in the effort and then getting the reward of like being able to do the thing or like for my my organization it's like I've tried all those other things And took what I liked and what I didn't like and learned from it. So it wasn't like I was going to find it right off the bat, right?
0: Well, and yet your story reminded me I am always on the search for the perfect planner. I used one, not an ad, but Plum Paper is amazing. I've used them for years, like they are just my go to planner. And this last year, I kind of branched out with different layouts. I I had all these add-ons, like there were coloring pages and budgeting pages and self-reflection and workout and just like all of these additions. And I never did any of those extras and the layouts didn't quite work. So then I tried a different planner and that one didn't work at all. I used it for like a week and I was like, nope, not right. So I ordered a new one from Plum Paper. And so this year when I ordered my 2022 planner, I was like just the basics. Like just the things that I have been using for years. No add-ons, just the schedule. And so I'm hoping, hopeful that going back and like just trialing
1: and er- trial and error and it's it's okay to try things, but sometimes you go back to so. what works. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it, as a two, you know, this is the beginning of a journey. So and it's like the foundations of what's coming next. So he's like learning, he's still he's not an expert. He's still like figuring things out. But it's mm-hmm. the small the small moments of satisfaction, like the small wins of this thing works right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah as erica said at the beginning we are talking about planning using the sun and the moon in this episode we're going to walk you through the planner that i have created for mumbles academy in the past it's been a while since we've used it i still use it personally and i plan to bring it back at some point so we'll talk about the be do have idea which isn't something i made up it's something that i found from some something i can't remember but a lot of people do this. So we'll start by talking about that in terms of your bigger goals in life. And then we're going to go into the quarterly planning using SMART goals, which is a common and popular method for setting goals. So those two things are kind of aligned with like solar energy. And then we're going to talk more about the lunar energy and the internal work associated with goal planning. So Erica, do you want to tell us what be, do, have is? Yeah. So
0: B do, have are a way to think
1: about your
0: overarching goals for what you want to be as a person, what you want to do in your life and the tangible things that you want to have in your life. For the B section, this is the part that you are thinking about what you want to be, what you are, all of the things that you dream about doing, wish for, and desire
1: to be. It's a state, the, the state of being. Right, because we are human beings. And I do think it's important that as we talk about planning These things out and using these exercises to think about who you want to be, the version of yourself that you want to be, that that's about becoming something in the future. But it doesn't mean that who you are right now is not worthy of things, isn't enough. Who you are right now is enough, and you are also worthy of being anybody that you want to be. And that might be the person that you are now. So it might be about maintaining the being that you are and it might be about becoming who you want to be. So what about the do section? The do section is all of the things that you want to do in your life, the actions you want to
0: take, the overarching goals, the lifetime goals, the things that you want to do. If you want to travel, if you want to do fun family things and
1: go to different and see different experiences. So those are all of the the do's. Right, because you can do anything, I mean, to some extent, but the main point of planning out the things that you want to do is because you really only have one life. We all have one lifetime in which to do the things that will bring us joy and will make our life fulfilling. So there's the saying, you know, carpe diem, seize the day, the modern YOLO, you only live once. So that's what you're thinking about is what do you want to do that's going to bring you joy during this one life that you have to live? And what about the have section? And then your haves
0: are the things that you want to have in your life. So do you want to have nice clothing? Do you want to have an awesome car? Or all of these, the the things that
1: you want to have. And there's nothing wrong with you know, wanting to have things, this is sort of fun to think about the things that you want to have. We are physical beings, and there are physical things that we need to have, and then there's physical things that we want to have. And so, you know, making a plan about what you want to have can help you to take the right steps that will get you to having those things. So we'll just give you some thought prompts or journal prompts to help you get the wheels turning surrounding these types of topics. So as Erica mentioned, the B section is the person that you want to be, the role you want to fill, um, who you want to be to other people in your life. So you might ask yourself, like, what type of person am I? and listing your values, the things that are important to you, your core values that sort of define who you are. And then you could also think about inspirational people, people that you want to be alike. So famous people that you've never met or people that you know personally who inspire you to be a better person in your life. And then another thing to think about is like your identities. So if you want to be a doctor and you want people to to like think of you in that way, that is one of your identities. If you identify as a mother or a sister or a daughter or you know your fam- your familiar relationships, a wife, um, obviously I'm using gendered terms, but I'm just thinking about it in terms of of myself as a woman <laughs> but if you're a if you're a male identifying person here, then a father, a son, a brother or a husband, but also things like I mentioned doctor or other professions or things that are your hobbies. So if you're, if you are a sword collector, or um, things like that. And then finally, your style. So this is the way that you present yourself to the world, may, and and the way that you decorate your home, the, the fashion that you wear, whether you're modern, or you know, you are sort of classic, or eclectic or anything, whatever your style is.
0: The do's, you want to start by writing down three things that you want to do in this year. And keep in mind like this is just an example. So if a year feels too long, you can shorten it. Or if it feels too short, you can lengthen it. So that can be anything, whatever you want to accomplish the the action going forward. And after you do that, you will want to Write down some resources that can help you. So a teacher or a friend, or if it's some sort of witchy accomplishment you want to look at completing, you could always go to Mumbles Academy. So anything that will help you accomplish this task. And then think about what you do with your time, energy, and money that is in service of others, like volunteering or donating money or clothes, cooking with your family. And then um, the last thing that you'll write about is what do you do with your time, energy, and money that is in service to yourself? So, what are your self care things? Do you take a bath every week? Do you have a standing appointment at a hairdresser or, at a, or with the masseuse? What are the things that you do to take care of yourself?
1: these questions are about not only the things that you already do but also the things that you are planning to because you want to do them you want to be a person who does these things and then the final category of be do have is have and so that is like erica said what you want to have and so this is the things that you own the things that you have in your home, the car or the bike that you use for transportation, the electronics that you have, if you want the latest phone model, or if you have a game that you've been wanting or a certain book, like all of the, there's really no rules or anything about that, but just listing everything that you wish that you had or you want to have or that you need to have. This is your time to reach for the stars and say, I want all of the things. <laughs> yes. And, you know, your list might not be full of luxury items or anything like that. You might have, you might say you want to have a small garden or something like that. Like it's really individual and what is valuable to you. So it's it's basically a list of things that are valuable to you that you want to have. <laughs> the way that I use the do have list is I like to do it once a year. And so that's kind of why we're talking about it right before the new year. But I also revisit it quarterly, like usually on Yule, on Ostra, on Letha, and then on Mabin. And so, you know, you might want to start here. And then as things change, Erica mentioned that you start with this year long thinking about what you want in the next, what you want to have done in the next year, you know, as things change, you can update that quarterly. And then another way that I like to think about this With the seasons, you know, our podcast is structured around the Zodiac seasons. We talked about that last week in the Capricorn episode, how it's structured. And if you've listened to previous how to make the most of this season episodes. But each of these Zodiac seasons has unique energy and you can focus on that energy as you go through the year. And by the end of the year, you'll have a pretty well-rounded life having focused on each of these individual things. So for example, Aries is sort of associated with the self, kind of thinking about like what lifestyle you have and, and how you want to live your life. Taurus is, could be your finances season. Gemini could be the season you focus on developing your skills. So all of these different zodiac seasons can help to give you focus on these different areas of your life. So once you have this overarching idea of what you want to be, do, and have this year, You can start making more goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based goals.
0: Are those SMART
1: goals? (laughs) Exactly. And just
0: in case that's a, sorry, trigger warning for SMART goals, a lot of companies, I know I use these in the schools, sometimes that SMART goal word is a little bit like, I don't want to make a SMART goal, but they actually are very helpful and will teach you how to make them more fun for you. (laughs)
1: Yes. So we'll go through this acronym in case you didn't catch it. I did go through it very quickly. We'll go through each letter in the acronym of SMART. And the whole reason for this is that it's just going to help you be really clear with the goals that you want. And and that's really important for setting intentions as well as to be clear about what you want so that you actually are moving towards the thing that you want and not something that's sort of related or, you know, sort of like what you want.
0: We're in Capricorn season right now. So Capricorn is kind of about career. So let's make a goal. We want to get a promotion in our job this year.
1: S stands for
0: specific. So specific means stating what it is that you want. I want a promotion. I want a raise. I want something related to my job.
1: M stands for measurable, which means that you understand what it means when you succeed, when you achieve this goal. So usually this is a number because that's measurable. So for example, I will be making this amount of money. It could also be like a feeling that you w- will have like comfortable public speaking or capable t- of doing the job that you want to be promoted to, or I want to have this title. I mean that's that's yeah, measurable. I want to have this title. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be promoted to
0: this title. Yes. The A in SMART is for attainable, which means that you believe it's possible for you to achieve this goal. Do you believe that it is possible for you to be promoted in this year? Have you been working hard at your job and it's something that is attainable?
1: (laughs) And, you know, doing the Be Do Have exercise that we talked about previously, that's about being really, you know, letting your wildest dreams out and whatever you want to be do and have in your life. Sometimes those things that you might write about there might not feel attainable, which means you kind of want to scale them down to the different milestones in between where you are now and that bigger goal that you have. So making it attainable is kind of just like sometimes making it smaller <laughs> than than your big overarching goal. R is for relevant and that means that it is aligned with your life path, what you want to see in your life. And so this one's probably the easiest with smart goals because of doing the be do have exercise. Once you've done that, you already know that whatever is on that be to have journaling or whatever you do to help you with that, then you know it's relevant because you've already determined that it's something that you actually want. And the T
0: is for time based, so it just puts a time constraint on it. When would it be good for this to have happened by? You know, sometimes we don't have control over when these manifestations will show up, so it's a good idea to have a sense of that time frame. So, if you want a promotion, by March, or I want a promotion by October. Like maybe it's going to take some time to get you where you need to be to get that promotion. But, you know, I want it at least within this year.
1: One thing that I like to do with these SMART goals is to to sort of calibrate them. And I use my tarot cards to help me with this. I'll maybe set out like two or three different goals using these guidelines and one is sort of a stretch goal that's like maybe I don't actually believe it's attainable but if it happened that'd be incredible and one is like really easy like I could definitely just do it tomorrow and I don't even probably have to use magic for this and then somewhere in the middle is the smart goal then I just choose a tarot card for each of those three goals and see which one is most aligned with what I need.
0: The next part of this goal plating exercise is to think about how it will feel to achieve this SMART goal. So think about this in terms of your emotions and as well as your five senses. How will your life change? What will you experience physically as a result?
1: Yes. So So this is an exercise in visualization. What does your life look like, sound like, smell like, taste like, touch like? when you've achieved this goal and what emotion do you associate with this goal? Hopefully elation, <laughs> maybe relief. Yeah. Maybe. Relief would some, yeah, I guess not all goals are because yeah, sometimes your goal might be uh, like to clean out your aunt's hoard house.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you know, like that wouldn't be, a, it would be a sense of accomplishment. It would be done. It would feel relief, but it's not necessarily like this joyful Celebrate celebratory goal,
1: right? Or if your goal is like leave an unhealthy relationship or get out mm-hmm. of a toxic work situation, that would be more like a relief situation. But mm-hmm. so, once you have that feeling in mind, the senses and the emotions, you're going to break down your goal even further. So, you'll have your smart goal that you'll break into smaller stepping stones. And the way that I do this is I think I have the quarter to work on three separate goals usually for three separate Zodiac seasons. And so I would have one goal that I would break down into four separate weeks. And so I try to do like four stepping stones that are needed to get to that goal. So with the example of a new career, getting a promotion, some of those steps might involve, you know, really showing that you are deserving of this promotion, um, maybe stepping it up a notch at work or getting a specific skill that is required for that promotion. Uh, if you are, if you need a certification, or if you need a, a degree, like maybe the goal won't be accomplished within this quarter or within, within, but you would need to like complete a university program or something like that. So figuring out what those steps are and writing those down.
0: After you think about the big steps, You can think about the little steps that are involved for completing the big steps. So maybe your big step is that you need to complete a college course to get the certification. So the little steps would be to find out what financial aid you need or find out like actually enroll in the class and
1: all of that. Those things that entail getting that course. Right. So if your big step is going to take a week, you know, you have seven days. So you can have like seven steps involved in the bigger step. And then another thing to consider is the habits associated with this goal. I distinguish things between a habit and a ritual. And so a habit is something that you do without thinking. So a lot of people brushing your teeth is just something you do every morning and you don't really have to think about it and make yourself do that. In that way, a habit that's associated with this goal that you have might be something that you would add on to that, to that habit of brushing your teeth. So something you can add to your morning routine or your evening routine that's going to support you in that goal if you are enrolling in a college course or university course, you might need to set aside a certain amount of time. Maybe it's an online course. So each night before bed, after you get home from your job, you set aside that time as part as a habit of completing the coursework that you need to do. So
0: Maggie talked a little bit about the habits. So the, a ritual is something that is done with
1: intention
0: that might not be repeated over and over again. So the, the ritual of signing up for the course might be something that you have to schedule into your day to make sure you complete. Or maybe you need to contact the professor or, you know, something something that is not that you have to do with thinking as opposed to without thinking.
1: And that you can incorporate magic into that as well, or, or, you know, more ritualistic elements like when you call that professor to inquire about the course lighting a candle that's going to give you confidence or whatever you need for making that call and now a word from our sponsor do you have a library of witch books but can never find the information you need when you actually need it have you taken several trainings to develop your witchcraft skills but don't know where the notes are Do you know there are times to perform certain magical activities, but you can never remember what those times actually are? What you need is Griffin's Grand Grimoire. This grimoire gives you a plan
0: that helps you approach creating, organizing, and using a magic book in a way that keeps how you practice witchcraft at the focus so that you feel empowered to do things your way.
1: So you can say goodbye to finding yourself on the eve of the new moon with no idea what to do, frantically searching for rituals and tarot spreads and spells and guidance, and say hello to finding yourself on the eve of the new moon with a clear idea of exactly what to do to manifest your dream life. Say goodbye to asking your questions in Facebook groups and receiving hundreds of irrelevant comments and judgment and say hello to flipping to the exact page in your personal magic book where you have written out the ritual that aligns with your belief system and your practice. Say goodbye to scrolling endlessly for the perfect solution on Google and clicking dozens of websites that return no help and say hello to gathering up all the materials you need to complete the ritual because you kept an inventory you organized which you and say goodbye to flipping through book after book and finding only complicated procedures with a list of materials you've never even heard of and say hello to giving yourself the space and time to connecting with your spiritual practice in a meaningful way griffin's grand grimoire i love mine and now back to your regularly scheduled programming. So, looking at the SMART goals, I see that as sort of like solar energy. It's sort of external, the actions that you're taking. And we also want to consider the internal things that we need to do. And so, that's more of like the lunar energy. The moon cycle is about, you know, 29 days. So, it doesn't perfectly overlap with the zodiac seasons because those are about 30 days. So, In some ways, it helps to carry over the energy of your solar goals into the next solar goal, um, using that lunar energy to help you with that. Let's talk about how the moon energy changes throughout its cycle.
0: I like to use the lunar energy into the next solar season, like Maggie mentioned, because it helps with that bell curve of the energy. Capricorn energy doesn't end right when Aquarius starts, There's the tail off and there's this mixing of the two energies kind of at both ends of the the seasons beginning and starting, just like we see with the natural seasons. And so using these moon shifts can help us to tap into those mixes of energy so that we can draw from both the Capricorn and the Aquarius as we're moving through those two time periods.
1: Yeah. And something about that, too, is when we when we talk about these um, tarot cards at the beginning of our episodes, the card that we talk about for the season episode is associated with both the one we're talking about and the previous. So for our previous episode with the Capricorn five ways to make the most of Capricorn season, we talked about the Queen of Pentacles and she is mainly a Capricorn card. But she's also associated with Sagittarius because there is that mixing of energies between the two. And when we talk about the King of Swords for Aquarius season, there's an element of the Capricorn energy within that card. So all of these things relate. <laughs> yeah. So don't get stuck with, I can
0: only th- think about this during this season because that's when it represents. Like we're, we're not thinking about jobs just in January. December, January, because we think we can use that energy to jumpstart something for our jobs, but we can carry that throughout all of the seasons to the end.
1: Right. Especially because like the example we used when we were talking about SMART goals, that goal that we were talking about, it's very, it's not super likely. I mean, depending on where you are in your career path, if you're at the beginning stages of trying to get that promotion you probably won't be able to accomplish that within one Zodiac season. So like Erica said, it's like a jump starting of I am on my path to getting that promotion or whatever it is that you're working towards. You start it in Capricorn season and then carry it through because you don't want to give up just because it didn't get accomplished within those first 30 days of the season.
0: Anyway, we going back to the moon, one way to look at the lunar cycle is to divide the 28 days into four quarters, which are approximately seven days or a week. So the cycle begins with the new moon, and the first quarter is the time between the new moon and the waxing half moon. And the second quarter runs from there until the full moon, those two quarters about are about starting something and creating an intention making a literally a short term goal it's we're, we have 14 days to work with here so these are these are things that you can accomplish within a week or two but you're using this energy of a new moon of a new cycle to
1: get something moving and specifically internal work so the moon is about what you can change within yourself, what you want to feel. So during the, this waxing half of the cycle from the new moon to the full moon, you're attracting the feelings and the emotions that you want that are associated with that goal that you're working towards with the solar energy. So taking little steps in these, this short you 14-day know, span, taking little steps toward feeling more joyful or have, feeling more relief or whatever the feeling is that you have associated with your goal, doing things that are going to help attract that to you.
0: The, you're growing something. You're, the new moon is getting fuller, more rich. The idea is growing in your head. You're, you're pulling things to you that will help to make it, this thing happen.
1: Exactly. The, to support you, to encourage you to continue towards that goal. And then the other half of that is the waning half, and so that's the third quarter of the lunar cycle is from the full moon to the quarter moon, the last quarter moon or the third quarter moon. and then that fourth quarter goes back to the new moon. So in this waning half of the cycle, the moon is getting smaller the um, so in instead of attracting things and growing things, you're letting go of something. so you're you're letting go of the things that you felt like are obstacles or are limiting you whether that's like a limiting belief and specifically in relation to that goal again so these things are working together the solar goal the smart goal and what you're trying to release during the waning half of the lunar cycle
0: with our promotion you might during the first half you might be pulling feelings of accomplishment of being valued of being recognized for your hard work And then as you're going into the the dark moon, you're letting go of feeling incompetent or inadequate
1: or lack of confidence, those kinds of things. This episode is brought to you by Slippery Elm. So Erica is going to tell us about the medicinal properties, and then I will share the magical properties of Slippery Elm. Slippery Elm's botanical name is Ulmus fulva, and as the
0: common name suggests, um, this is a mucilage herb. It is reusing that gooey, yummy inner bark of the plant. Um, And another example of this type of plant is uh, like a marshmallow or um, something of that nature. So we like that the sticky inner goo- gooiness. It is a demulsant, which is really good for sensitive or inflamed mucous membranes in the digestive sy- system. So things for gastritis or ulcers or colitis. It's often used externally as a poultice for some sort of like boil or abscess or any sort of wound that you might have. It can help reduce any sort of toxic buildup. It's also kind of an interesting thing that it does. When you put it on like a splinter, it helps to um, ease that splinter out. So kind of It's not magnetic, but it's like a magnetic effect of it. Like it just helps to pull that splinter out of the skin. Um, So it's kind of a interesting, interesting plant. That is
1: interesting.
0: How does that work? I think it really just softens the skin around the splinter. And so it allows it to be more movable and easier to see, but it, it, it literally like just pulls
1: it out. (laughs) That's so crazy. (laughs) So the magical properties of Slippery Elm are as follows. It corresponds with both the active and the passive energy, Saturn and Mercury, air and Earth and Capricorn. And its main use has been to protect against gossipers, to prevent people from gossiping about you or people that you care about. And so one ritual for this is to tie yellow thread around a branch of slippery elm or a segment of a branch and throw it into a fire, and that will cease all gossip about you. Just like, stop it. No. (laughs) (laughs) None of that. Sort of along the same thread, yellow thread, if you will. It'll create harmony between family members. So again, that's that gossipy backs. Stabby type of stuff, prevent that from happening and sort of ease that relationship. People who are jealous of you, people who have some sort of trouble with you, whatever that means, helping to heal that rift in the relationship. But also, you know, if that relationship is not healable, it can just help you get out of needing to be associated with that person or talking to that person any longer so that they don't impact you anymore. It helps with a speech. Oh. It's a uh, helps to, if you tie it around the ch- a child's neck, <laughs> it will help oh. them be a more persuasive speaker. I think has oh. like a charm, like a little chunk yeah. of it on a skin. Yeah.
0: I wonder if it has to do with gossip because of its like sticky, stringy nature. Yeah, like like a spider's web, you know, and like, I just wonder, I I always am interested in how these symbols came to be.
1: I don't have that in front of me. But it seems like, you know, however, the plant, that's how most people use it is like the (laughs) way that the plant is. Well, and,
0: you know, like the walnut, it looks like a brain. And so we associate it with brain function. Um, Right. And it actually is associated with brain function. Like it, we're, we are
1: very connected with our natural world, like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So a lot of these magical uses, and I think that's important too. I think we've talked about this before, but when you are looking at a plant that you want to use, and if you can't find any information about it, or for whatever reason, you're away from the internet, just look at the plant and how would you use it? <laughs> how what, mm-hmm. what does it look like? Like if it's a cactus, it's pokey, that would be a good protection, you know? Mm-hmm. So just like, Connecting with nature in that way and sort of engaging with the plant. One
0: of the first things that they do in my herbalism course is talking about actually looking at the plant before you even like read a book about it. Like, what what does the plant look like? How does it feel? You know, what does it taste like? Obviously, use caution with that because you don't want to accidentally poison yourself. But it really is about what it looks like.
1: Yeah. And what, what your experience with it is what it smells like <laughs> and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and with smell, especially like that's so connected to like your memories and things like that. So what smell does it bring up for you? If it, if you associate that smell with like your grandmother, you know, you can use that either in communication with her, if she, if she's passed away or like I've done that for Anna and, or if it reminds you of like a really happy moment in your childhood, it could, that plant could be used for bringing more happiness into your life or inviting more childlike experiences and whimsicalness. So Mm -hmm. all like, we're telling you these things because it's, I think it's helpful, but at the same time, like all of it is really based on what you experience and what you think it would be good for. Uh, Not the medicinal stuff, that's like (laughs) set, but for, for magical uses, you know, what, your uh, your intuitive nudge about it i think is is just as powerful if not more powerful so next week we will be viewing our week through the lens of the 3 of pentacles and if you have a story about the 3 of pentacles please send us a voicemail to we listen at talkwitchcraft.com and this card is all about skills cooperation teamwork and planning So thinking about things in terms of working as a team, professional growth, material wealth or material gain, really not necessarily wealth, but like compensated for your work in some way, recognition and also about like being aware of details, detail oriented uh, and all of that kind of stuff. So we'll be looking for that in our week. And I hope you do too. You can find out more about this episode by going to
0: mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash zero five two. Join us next week when we talk about creating traditions and rituals.
1: Make sure that you are subscribed so that you are notified about each new episode and help other witches find this show by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: You can also find us on Instagram at Mumbles and Things. And if you have any other tips to add, tell us about it in the Talk Witchcraft Forum in the Mumbles Academy community. And don't forget to share this episode with your witchy friends and followers. Thank you so much for listening. Bye bye. Goodbye. Did you get FOMO? Come on. Is it Charlie? It's Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Hey, hi, dude. Maggie.
1: Look at that little squeezy (laughs) face.
0: He was just laying on the other side of the couch, but because I was over there while we were doing our break. Yeah. Now he's like, wait, you moved.